Linda Perry on guitar with her, but nobody knew who she was, and she was badass. And Lenny Kravitz killed it. But while this is going on, um, Ray goes, Paula, look behind us. Who's in the third row at his at his venue? Uncle Trun? Uh, yes, and I had <laughs> a better seat than he did. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Five and Dive podcast. This is your host, Daniel Carmine, here with my co-host, Dan Bell. Hello, celebration. And my other co-host, David Luna. Hello, that's me. And our special guest tonight is actually our first female guest. Da-da-da-da! It's Paula Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Hello, thank you for inviting me tonight, guys. Welcome, Paula. Welcome and celebration. Celebration, of course. Welcome to the stage, Paula Sanglier. Thank you, Dan Bell. Isn't it nice to have Dan Bell hosting tonight? It's been, it's been a minute. We love you so much, Dan. So I decided uh, just to tell some stories tonight of uh, st- some stuff I've been doing, and also to be. I think I should be more honest and authentic because, uh, I mean, everybody else does. And you guys know a lot about me. And people say a lot of nice things about me, which I appreciate. You know, everybody thinks I'm so nice. And I'm nice. I'm sure nice. But I'm probably um, batshit crazy as well on top of all that. And I was just thinking, it's really the idea of life is or you know getting around or getting through it is you got to present well right you got to stay outside your head and be nice and say the right things you do fine you sail right through but if you were to get inside my head it's awfully noisy in there it's so fucking noisy so so it's like this uh, so i'm at work today and we got peewee dropping dead and we eat this shit for breakfast at the radio station um we're like oh it's a death because we want to first we got to confirm it and then uh you know what do you call it? authenticate make sure it's right before you say it and then you got to get on the air with it and then we've got we've always got pools going who's going to die next is this a trifecta is this going to be a comedian trifecta is it going to be a, a kid show host trifecta is it going to be a perv trifecta so if it's a perv trifecta we're like who's the next perv that's going to go and uh, and i said hugh hefner fucked a dog he's already dead but i think he fucked a dog uh he's he would he would be in this uh who's up next and somebody says cosby i'm like get Get him out of here. So, uh, you know, who? but who else is a perv? I couldn't think of other famous pervs. Somebody said George Michael. I'm like, already gone. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did come up, actually. Everybody uh, everybody thinks he's nice and healthy, that he's going to be okay. So we don't know how this trifecta is going to shake out. We lost poor Sinead O'Connor the other day. She, she ended another trifecta. Yeah, that was a sad one, sad one. Uh, no details, but we can figure that one out for sure. Uh, so the thing about that is everybody, I, I mean, seriously, I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, she, was, she had some shit going on. So, um, so, yeah, so before that, we had Tony Bennett. Rest in peace, Tony Bennett. I was just thinking about him uh, when Daniel Carmine was talking about feet because I actually dated... Tony Bennett's cousin and I was probably I don't know yeah I was I was 24 years old so 
Um, so I end up with Tony Bennett's cousin. He was sweet, and, and I just moved over here, and this guy was in Northern Virginia, and I was like, wow, he thinks I'm the greatest. So I would drive over and go to his place, and I and he lived in the basement with his mother. That was my first uh, first clue, and uh, and uh, some kind of jazz drummer or some shit. So uh, so I and I knew this it wasn't a lie because the mother was so happy to see like a human female, you know, with this with her son. So she gets out the family album and she's like oh cousin Tony comes over makes the gravy so there's a picture of Tony Bennett making a spaghetti sauce I'm like okay he really is Tony Bennett's cousin that's kind of cool but this guy um, he had a foot fetish and I'd never encountered this before so so we'd be making out and stuff and then he'd tell me and then he reveals this foot fetish can I can I please rub your feet all right, so uh, yeah, like that always feels good. Whatever. Uh, can I can I put your feet in my mouth? All right. Uh, I got a I got a tiny foot. He's got my whole foot. He's got my whole foot in his mouth. It's not doing a goddamn thing for me, and I had a fucking soggy foot. I'm like. That's enough. <laughs> so, so I would try to go out with this guy. Say, hey, um, how about we go out to dinner? Let's go. How about a movie? Nope, nope, nope. He also had the agoraphobia on top of the foot fetish. So, needless to say, it didn't work out, and I'm so okay with that. But that's one of my claims to fame. Besides the fact that I met Mick Jagger through my job one time, I uh, dated Tony Bennett's cousin. Dated? Do you date if you're staying in the house? Whatever. Um, so. So I'm telling I did yeah, I got my foot sucked by Tony Bennett's cousin. Great. I'm telling you, it was not pleasant. But uh, yeah, I, but at least I know I can get my whole foot in somebody's face. Like that's kinda that's kind of a that's a skill, right? Is that a skill? So so yes, I'm telling you how noisy it is in my head. So this is all the shit that's going on. And poor Pee Wee, rest in peace, uh, for sure. We anybody know who might be next? Who do you think is gonna be next? Who? Clinton? Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton? Anyway, you're, you're fine with either one to go. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, look at this. This is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I had some other things to share. So over the weekend... All right, and welcome back. We're here with Paula. Okay, so usually our first question, I'll like always ask the comics, oh, what got you into comedy? But <laughs> what's more interesting about you is you actually work in radio. What, uh, what got you into that? Oh, okay. Well, I was, I guess... Oh, good question. It's a sad alcoholic story, actually. Fun. So I It's <laughs> fun, right? So... Um, uh, well, I was very active alcoholic till I was 27 years old, and um, I was also I was always into music. So I was stalking rock stars all the time in a classic way, like as a teenager. Like I would go following them sit, around, following them around, go okay. sit down somewhere, hoping they'll pass by and I could meet them. Mm. So, uh, so I was doing that. Did it ever and, work? Yeah, all the time. Oh shit! All what ages? Time. I mean, like what age to what yeah, age? Yeah, like high school, like late, uh, late high school, and you know, maybe yeah, in my okay. early, early, to very early twenties. Okay, whatever. So, that makes that's not. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're just, normal. I mean, we're running around partying and stuff. I mean, we not weren't crazy. trying to fuck these guys. We just wanted to, you know, have a picture. Okay. And I mean, you weren't. 
Well, maybe we wouldn't have turned him down if it went that way, but it, I mean, we were, we <laughs> that were, wasn't the explicit intention. It wasn't. It right. really wasn't. And um, and so I was sitting around. It, I mean, it's time consuming. Right. It is work. I'm like you've got to take I, I a whole day. <laughs> and like I didn't have any kind of real jobs. So I take the day. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting around. Um, I think I was waiting for David Lee Roth. I, I know I was waiting for David Lee Roth. I was in a hotel lobby and I see David this. David Lee Roth. Yeah. I just loved him. Loved him. I st- you know, I have mixed feelings now, but whatever. So <laughs> so that, were you questioning who that is? I, yeah, I'm not sure. You're I was not thinking, who? You're, uh, yeah, I was going to say, that was hold David's on. question. Hey, listen, I thought you were, yeah, I thought this I was know. impressed. Like, wow, David Lee Roth. I, like, I just that's don't always, I, I don't recognize oh a lot of rock God. names and stuff. I just don't know those histories. I will send you. I'll just I won't go crazy. Like two of my favorite songs, okay. and you'll and yeah. or, well, a video. I might recognize the the, the voice music. I I just don't he always will. know the how name. How about how about yeah. Jump and Panama? You know those. Oh songs? yeah, yeah. That's Van Not Halen. David Lee Roth is the yeah. singer. He is oh, the best front okay. man ever to right. have uh, yeah. set the stage. I see. Like, yeah, all front men okay. men look to yeah. him to because he's he's amazing and entertainer. Mm-hmm. So I love this guy. So I was sitting in a hotel lobby and I see mm. this girl walking by and she's pushing um, a hotel, like a, a wardrobe case, a giant road case. And it, you know, we could see it had all his outfits in it. Wow. And it, that's <laughs> when it occurred to me. I was like, wait a minute. She's working. I, I need to be in this industry somehow, A, so I can get free concert tickets, mm, be around the right, excitement, okay. but get paid to spend this time to be around rock stars. Mm. So that got me thinking, I got to be in the business. And mm. then I was drunk one day. It was, I want to say, 11 o'clock in the morning, down in some beers. I didn't know what to do. Something, uh, whatever I was doing. We don't have time for the, all the stories. But uh, <laughs> this had, this end, this uh, <laughs> this job I was on ended. And so I was depressed. And I'm drunk in the morning. Oh. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I was listening to my giant stereo, which is as big as me. And, you know, I'm not very big. So mm-hmm. um, there was an ad for Broadcasting Institute of Maryland. And I... I heard that, and then I was I was like, well, there it is. I'll try out for that, and I'll mm. I'll go to this program, and then I'll go work at DC 101. Easy, done, de- okay. done deal. And I'm in that music business, and you know this is how I'm in without pushing road cases. You know, they're, surely I'm going to get free concert tickets doing this, mm-hmm. and um, and I and I've had plenty, and I still get them pretty frequently. So um, you know the goal was met, but I so I went to broadcasting school. It was 15 weeks, full-time. Oh, there's a school for uh, it? Well, yeah, well, this, this school doesn't yeah, exist anymore, yeah, but it's, okay. a tra- it's a trade school. And mm. most of the people mm. you meet, not most, but probably more than 15% around here, or not 15, more than 50%, mm-hmm. uh, have gone to the Broadcasting Institute, Institute of Maryland. Jesus. You um, said it doesn't exist? No, it closed. Mm. When it that? It closed, and the owner died some years ago like a few years back like okay. i even meet some really young people that went there mm. so um yeah so i did that that was 1991 <coughs> and 92 okay and and that wow. clicked for me i was in there and i was and i had that feeling of oh this is what i'm supposed to do this is it mm. and yes. uh and and i learned real quick though um that it's that's not how it works you don't just take the training and then go pick what station you want to be at you mm-hmm. got to start in a small market so I was uh, I was living in Montgomery County. Went to school in Baltimore. Would drive all the time. And then my first job 
I got at a tiny AM near in actually in Frederick. Mm. So I moved there. Maryland. For, yeah. And so I moved there for a couple of years. And um, and then from there, I came over here in 94. So wow. I, my plan was, I'll just do that for two years and then go home. <laughs> so you see, this was roughly 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Black and so. white radio. AM yeah. radio. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. That's no, it was like that. It was. Mm. But, it, you know, it had a big, fat fucking signal. And, and we actually had a lot of listeners. It was a classic country station. Mm. So, um, and it was in the 90s. So I do have a, a little bit of a thing for 90s country because of that time. <laughs> but, sure. you I, know. Were you not into that at first? No, I'm a rocker. Rama, no, I meant the I meant the country aspect. Did it grow on you, or were you oh, like... I was. It made me want to drink and cry all the time, oh, and, I, and I <laughs> and I did, just like my mom. So, for our <laughs> listeners, what is it that you do now explicitly? Oh, okay. So I so I do work in rock radio, which is where I wanted to be from the start. So, um, so I'm the program director for ninety three five The Beach and Big One Zero Seven Seven. And, wow. and uh, what a program director does, a program director is responsible for everything that goes over the air. So wow. if something misses or uh, if somebody puts a song in, there's a fuck word in it, mm. that's all on me. You know, whether I do it or not, I have to be aware of it and responsible or any, you know, are the commercials missing? And the, there are systems in place that do most of the things that I'm responsible for, but I got to check shit and then deal with problems. Okay, wow. So, and, and, but I get to... Uh, uh, work with, with my music director on 93.5 The Beach and decide what songs we're going to put on. And then for classic rock, you know, we mix them up sometimes and you make it sound fresh with features and fun and prizes and all that shit. Um, yeah. she, yeah. Paula may be little, but she is a big deal at her job. Yeah. Really? No, like yeah. I went there for a tour and everybody's like, hey, Paula. Uh -huh. like, hey, Paula. She's like, oh, this is my friend oh, here. This cool. is my friend here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's definitely awesome. And you're oh, also you. on the radio. Oh, yeah, every day, 10 to 2 on 93.5 The Beach. Wow. But it's not live. Every day. Yeah. Well, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to breathe. You got yeah. breathers. It's not live, though. A lot of it I record. Mm. Would you rather be doing, uh, you know, seven-day weeks where you get those five days where you're working or nine-day weeks based <laughs> on a different calendar system? How long's the weekend on the nine-day week? I don't know. You, you decide. It's three-day weekend. Three-day weekend. Right. No, but then you're working six days. That's bullshit. That sounds, yes. Uh, I don't I'm, agree with that. I'm kind of grooving in with this five-day thing. Okay. Like that, that sounds good. Know? But I do think if it was nine days and you work four out of the five, nine days, that sounds nice. That's appealing. Yeah. There is something messed up about the I'd rather length, just not work. Length of period. the week versus the weekend. Well... How are you gonna get dough? Uh, sell my body. Oh right, of yeah. course. I'm when you know when you when you do what you love, you never work a day. Dude, Daniel, Daniel's right. got the kind of guy that uh, kind of body that you you sell for like two cans of tuna fish and four packs of ramen on <laughs> Friday. You know, right? You said know. I'm gonna be in jail. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know who else would buy your body, bro. Like, maybe maybe Prison I'm inmates. I don't know. Maybe they got a lot of money. You know how much a single Newport is behind bars? How much? Um, like six honey buns, and like that's a lot. Six honey buns. You know, yeah. How much it costs to pay to buy somebody else's stuff in prison? How, what somebody else's honey buns? Like from outside of prison to buy something for someone in prison? How much it costs for like a honey bun? 
How much? Oh, I don't know. Are you but asking? it's like more than a honey bun is worth anyway. Are we talking about oh. sneaking shit into prison? No, no, buying stuff officially for people in prison. That's oh, you mean like if you that... put money in their commissary? Right, exactly. That's right? the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Why are you yeah. buying stuff for people in prison? I'm, I'm not, but I'm, maybe we should. I mean, that just sounds like a nice thing to do. It does actually. You, know? you never know. <laughs> I'd I'm like not putting p- no money on nobody's book. Uh, <laughs> I want to know where, where Daniel's selling his body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grinder. But David, would let me ask you this: If you were, that's a very kind-hearted, great-spirited thing to think. Oh, that'd be nice to do. You're okay not knowing who it goes to. Like you would buy a pack of smokes for somebody that had sex with children, and, and be like, "Oh, that's so nice." Anymore. I mean, I I wouldn't be. For example. I'd rather just not know. You know? Not know. Yeah, and if but it, would if it, if the person who get who's uh, who really did awful things to children gets special treatment, then it'll work itself out in prison. That's for sure. Well, that's true. Uh, that's fair, a good point. They do enough. not. They do fair not enough. They do have well their own little regulations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the idea. I want to do it, but I immediately thought of. Well, how do I know who's getting the honey bun? And what if it's some motherfucker that I don't think should have a fucking honey well, bun? Well, chances are most people in there probably did something that makes them, it makes you feel like maybe they shouldn't be getting honey bun. Maybe some kid in Nepal or in, you know. So I don't now know, we're sending Mexico honey buns to Nepal. Even in America. Maybe some kid in the United States who really needs a honey bun. Yeah, and even outside the prison, but the guy in the prison's right. getting honey bun, and the kid outside the prison's like, you can compare it to anything. But you is know. that is that <laughs> term trademark? Nice. Are we gonna have to yeah. bleep that? No, it's it's honey bun. I think I it's. Get, sweet. I don't know. Fuck you, big honey bun. If y'all won't come at no, us, there's come different at brands us. of honey buns. I think, but then there I'm might sure. be a brand also called honey bun. That should be. But that's not the brand we're referring to every time we say. Let's get everybody to come concept. after us. Xerox, Kleenex, Coca-Cola. <laughs> whoa, whoa, not Coca-Cola. Xerox. They got a lot of money. <laughs> Coca-Cola still contracted with the government to use coca leaves. They're the only place really? outside of the pharmaceutical company that's allowed to use them. What? Hmm. Yeah, they use dispensed coca leaves. After they go through the pharmaceutical company, they suck out all of the like. But drugs. where is this sold? Uh, what do you mean? The coca leaves? Yeah, no, the There's Coca-Cola so- with the coca leaves. Oh, it, it's Coca-Cola. It, it doesn't. You know, yeah, no, it's, it's what they flavor it with. It just doesn't, it's not. It doesn't it contain. It used to be. They don't no, do no, no, it anymore. No, no, no. They just don't have the leaves with the cocaine in it, in it anymore. Yeah, they get them from the pharmaceutical company. Right. They pull everything out of the co- coca leaves, and then they're sold to Coca-Cola okay. afterwards. I got you. All right. That's fine. Yeah. They're the, they're the only other contracted. Uh, also, McDonald's owns more property worldwide than the u.s government is that true yeah actually in the uk they have to register as a realty company because of how much property they own wow and Hmm. for every dollar they bring in they put out 99 cents back to advertising Hmm. and they still make a bajillion wow on the one penny of every dollar I got, I got, I got a mcdonald's fact we're talking about you can edit all right no every time this was in uh 2016 Mm-hmm. Every time somebody buys a one dollar double cheeseburger at McDonald's, like twelve thousand dollars, four percent, or twelve hundred dollars goes to the Ray Kroc Foundation. Wow, Red I mean, that's all right. Four cents on a dollar. Really? Just think that every when's the last time you went to McDonald's and spent a dollar? It's crazy. I got a question for. They Paula. don't do that anymore. They don't What's have the- one dollar burgers anymore at McDonald's. Nah. I haven't been in yeah, that long. It doesn't exist. There ain't a $1 really? thing left in this goddamn world, bro. Mm. Um, 
Maybe like a dollar time. I knew you for a little for little while, not um not a tremendous amount of time. I just the tortilla. Uh, how did you become I wonder I always wonder this. How did you become so genuine of a person? Mm. No, no, no. Like mm. I feel like if I said the wrong thing to you, you'd be like you know, you'd you'd get me and then you'd be like, Oh, this is how it's you know. No, I think you're just genuine person. Mm. I don't. I don't. Like you I don't keep it well, real. Thank you. That's a that's a huge compliment. Yeah. I don't know what the answer to that question is. Honestly, <laughs> no, I mean, like we're, some, you somebody know, lets you down in life, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna keep it real. Right. I never thought about it like that. Um, I guess. I guess. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know where to. I don't know where to go with it. But a lot of. I mean, probably a lot of study and and figuring it well, out. Secretly, like what's, like, secretly serial killer. She doesn't know how to answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. No, yeah. I don't think, I don't think so. You'd um, be the last one I'd suspect. It'd be pretty good. Hey, I get away with some shit. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's you know when you're young and you try to figure everything out. I mean, I'm still trying to figure everything out, of course. But when you start looking around, because I went to. Uh, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, and the la- and the four of high school was all girls. So that just fucks you up from jump. Wow. I mean, fucks you up from jump. But like for spirituality, um, you know. So I started. I was. I think I told you this story before, David Luna. I had a a woman that would take care of me that my dad hired to help my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. and she was Jehovah's Witness. Oh, so she right. taught me to read very early. So she's teaching me where to shit and what to read <laughs> all at the same time at the age of I don't know one and a half or two. Wow. And so the first thing I learned to read was Jehovah's Witness stuff. So oh, I don't, really? she was showing you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was oh, she was okay. selling she was to me while she me. was a yeah. multitasker. She's teaching me where to shit. She's teaching me about Jehovah's and, Uh you know, all at the same time. So from there, (laughs) um, it's time to go to nursery school. So right down the hill from my house was a Jewish nursery school. And they put me in there so that there was, because my mom didn't drive. I mean, Mm. you know, whatever. So just walk down the hill. All right, you're going to this one. So, I mean, we had yarmulkes, we learned prayers, the dreidels, all that shit. So from there, then they take me to St. John's. So I'm there for eight years and that's Catholic. So here's where the Catholic bullshit starts. Mm. And I was always questioning, always, always. Why, 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 why? (laughs) What about my gay friends? What about my Chinese friends? What about, oh, purgatory. You know, they had these. these, Wait, you just got your Chinese? Chinese, you go to purgatory? Well, what yeah, because the they're not Christian. Well, so well, that's where yeah, you got to Christ- park. Chinese Christians. Right. right. Not the, well, not the ones I was worried about okay, when I was yeah, 10, yeah, you know? What about the yeah. guy selling this low main? Is he, does he believe in Jesus? <laughs> right. No. Yeah, Wait, well, yeah. where does he go? I wonder, always wonder, wonder where does everybody go? Yeah. So any, so anyway so so out of Catholic high school those nuns had me so mad because it was such so much hypocritical bullshit um, then I run right to the woods with the witches and that is that is a fun party and that, because I was thinking the whole time like there's got to be more to it than mm. this and of course what about you know what about magic and all the fantasy stuff and is it real and how do you do it all right mm. so I dig into all that oh. it is real and you can do it um, so I went you got to, magic yeah. Yeah, of course. Are you talking about like uh, Alistair Crowley stuff? No, no not, not dark shit. No. no uh, so, okay, okay. What are you yeah, so dark, one, there okay. was a book I yeah. read. It's called Positive Magic. The author is Marion Weinstein. Mm-hmm. And my sister, the one who died, she uh, she gave me that book. So I read mm-hmm. it cover to cover. And it made so much sense, sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, this is it. And it's, and it's like I said, it's called Positive Magic. And it's, it's mm-hmm. basically, very basically... 
um, positive energy stuff. Like mm. you put, you know, you use intention, yeah. and then as far as spells and shit, that's just symbolic stuff. And uh, yeah, and you, you know, any anyway. So it's fun. The, the like the outfits are fun. The whatever. It's, it's um, you know a lot of great friends. And then um, and I don't know how I moved away from that. But I read about, um, yeah, I guess because I was thinking, why do you need all this stuff? And how? And this does not bring everybody together because I think everybody should be together. Right. So, so dig a little deeper. Buddhist, you know, that's uh, that's good stuff, real positive. But it's well, but it's quiet, and I'm not down with quiet. <laughs> it's too quiet. Yeah. Um, so maybe it I should. Depends on your path for Buddhism. Right. Like mine is a path of light and destruction. My philosophy is like there is no good or evil. It's all a human concept. So really, like death or despair or what people would call it is just a mindset. I mean, death is death, and there are terrible things that happen, and humans do terrible things. But in what way? But they still get oh, honey in, buns. And would they still get the honey buns? Nah, nah. See, that's why I believe in capital punishment. <laughs> I believe if you do something heinous enough, and there's proof of your crimes, you should just be put down. I don't think we should, should spend move to Castlevania. I don't think we should spend taxpayers' money to give you fucking honey buns. That's all I'm fucking saying. Like That's they don't tax- deserve the honey buns. It's not taxpayer money. David Luna <laughs> donations is how they get the honey oh, buns. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess there's the privatized prison market now, which I don't Capital get how they make money. But either way. Either way. So I'm almost done with hmm. my religious resume. So so then Harry Krishna's and okay, yeah. love them. Great people, mm-hmm. great food, great, uh, you know, the chants are great chanting. fellowship. The chanting, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But there was something, I was doing that because it was on my way home from work. And I mean, great friends for sure. But I started working down here, or mm-hmm. you know, and, and I didn't want to drive an hour north to do it. Oh, um, that's how far it is? Yeah, wow. yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, there is some great stuff in there. But I think there was some stuff too. And, I, and I'm not going to go deep with it. But there were some things that didn't click for me. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like everybody, especially that one, that's one that's got a stigma to it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what but anybody thinks yeah. about what you do, but, uh, you know, I want to be with my friends. So, You're right. so what I, so what I came to, which I believe is the answer now is that, um, I mean, you know, a lot of universe stuff and how, we're, how mm-hmm. that works, but, um, you know, a little quantum physics and stuff, mm-hmm. but, uh, the answer, the big answer, the secret, it's music. It it's is interesting. F- it I was is just telling music. Todd how music is the spirit that drives like all art. And, yes. You know what I mean? it's yes. A, yeah. I, yeah. So that's what uh-huh. brings us all together. And, um, interesting. you know, like when you're at a concert, think about it. There is no, mm. there are no politics or bullshit or, you know, all those religions I just talked right. about. It's you're there for the music and the music elevates mm-hmm. you and gets everybody together in a positive place in one mindset of mm-hmm. joy. And, and it's very simply that, uh, you just got to get with the joy. And if you're deaf, you're out of luck. You're, you're right. yeah. No, Sorry you can to our feel deaf it. Listeners. You still feel. You, you can, can still, still feel yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm, definitely. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at now. I think that's the <laughs> that's the answer. You know. So your, I have a, your influence is definitely music. Yes, mm-hmm. that's powerful. That yeah, powerful. I have another question, which is our normal question. We start with what? Uh, when did you get into comedy, and what got you into comedy? All right, um, Dan. Maybe seven years ago. Mm. You think? About eight now. About it, really? Yeah. Okay, so it was eight years Is ago. Is that that long? Um, so, so with my job, I was doing morning Christ. show for seven years. 
And um, and I read in the show prep, and show prep is a service we subscribe to, um, and they give you tidbits and, you know, hey, it's National Honey Bun Day, whatever it is, that kind of shit. <laughs> and I read in the show prep that the hardest form of show business to do is stand-up comedy. And right mm. there, mm. I got the idea or it hit me, I was like, God damn it, now I have to do that because I have to prove to myself that I can do the hardest, uh, do the hardest thing in show Is business. So I can just say, check, yeah. did it. So uh, uh, I mentioned that to one of my friends and he saw an ad for this thing at the Milton Theater and he he goes, oh, Paula, you said you wanted to try stand-up comedy and I said, nah, I don't want to try it. And he goes, it's a, <laughs> it's a contest and I go, Oh, it's a contest, is it? And then, you know, because again, I have to prove to myself. I was like, there is there a prize with the Oh, yeah, there's my it's prize money. So, I so I said, I'm in. Let's go. I'm going to win that fucking contest. And uh, <laughs> it was a lim- it, so I tried it and I practiced really hard uh, for hours and hours and I wrote a lot all to just get a 5-minute chunk or maybe it was 10. What was it, Dan? It was five uh, to right. ten minutes, five to ten something minutes, something like that. Uh, yeah. So I did all right and lost the. You main, did really well. I, I went through the advanced qualified. Uh, I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, the qualifying rounds I got through for and, someone uh, who'd never done stand up comedy ever. No. Nope. Oh, that's a myth. And you made. She does stand up on the radio every single day. Maybe, oh, wait, that's maybe not the it's same kind of like that. It's as in front of a crowd. Though. Thousands it's not the same. and thousands of people. Right. That's, I yeah, but I can't. It's, it's I can't see them. That's for sure. Yeah. So come on, so it's an advantage. An advantage. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. Maybe it's an advantage. But but you can't doing radio. You can't see anybody. They're not looking at you. You get on fucking stage, and it's that's accountability. Uh, that's that shit is real. That's when shit gets real. It's terrifying. So yeah. that's the part, or it was. It's not not as much now, but um, that's part of the fun too. That adrenaline rush, you know, and that first laugh. It was like a real drug high mm-hmm. that you can't catch again. Yeah. So you know, and you crushed it. Uh, thank you, Dan. No, so, yeah, it was like a one month thing. Yeah. Well, I don't think uh, the qualifiers got to go to the other rounds. I mean, you could go, but you couldn't. So yeah. you went, you qualified, and then there was a contest, a comedy contest, about a month later, three weeks mm-hmm. to a month later. Mm-hmm. And how'd you do with that? I came in second, lost by a quarter of a point. A it still bothers me, maybe just a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, it was a final round, yes, pretty much. It was a, yeah. Yes, a final round. And it round. came down to a quarter of a, a single point. A quarter of a single point. And, and I think it's because crazy, I think wow. it's because the winner flipped a table. There was a table on the stage. He yeah. flipped the table. Everybody lost it. And I think that put him over the top by a motherfucking quarter of a point. Physical comedy. Yeah, physical comedy. Yeah. So you I should have done an actual flip. All right. Uh, yeah. It's How does the math work out? a quarter of a point um i thought it was bullshit and then dan uh so anyway so so back to it this is where i met you david luna this is where i met dan and that's mm. how i came to end up here today uh great friends uh oh. for sure and uh and i thought it was bullshit i was because i thought oh they these guys know him or whatever mm-hmm. and they're just making shit up but then dan asked me to so i didn't want to do it again and dan said well, you want to will you come and judge the one the next year and i and i was like absolutely i want to be a judge and the jury and a motherfucking <laughs> and and in that process i can't explain it to you but the the scoring process I, I did it and I understood how you could get that quarter of a point. Okay. So it, I it, see. It, it, Dan, maybe Dan can explain you it to you. You have to no, be I don't, I don't know that. a judge <laughs> to find out. Yes, exactly. But I think, does it have to do with averages and stuff? Mathematically, the, like the, averaging things? There is and, math involved, okay. and that is not my greatest strength. 
I don't like, know uh, how you quantify someone's comedy with a math score. So, a co- a comedy contest isn't like necessarily the only people that they remember. Oh, the person that won, right? Right. Like it's like a a showcase of people's ability, and then some judges who. You know, may or may not be influential to the scene, get to decide along with the audience because they're yeah. judging based on how the audience is one of the factors or whatever. Sure. But like, hey, coming in second in a comedy contest, that's a pretty big deal. There was like over 20 people. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it, no, it felt great. And I feel I'm not like you're strong. To, I'm not trying to be uh, ungrateful, but man, that was fucking You're strong close. every time you hit no, the I'm stage. If you don't prepare anything, should, uh, you could get up won. there and be Paula. There. And entertain people. I do that every time. It's powerful. I, mean, I don't prepare. I feel guilty as hell because I'm like, oh, I could be all. I would be all right if I did the work. I just don't want to do the work. That's okay. <laughs> so I just, I I just want to fuck around with my friends, and I and yeah. I don't want to like go. I don't think I want to go work places and do it. Or sometimes I like the idea of world travel. But that would have to be all I did. I would have to work on it. Mm-hmm. I'd have to write and practice. And not that it was painful. I mean, it feels good to do well. But I I do a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you're a director. A director, right. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a director. But you'd be surprised in broadcasting that the pay does not reflect what you would think a director <laughs> might she earn. Could, she could get us 10 different free t-shirts right now. That but, I can no, do. Like, like, oh, hold on, hold on. I got you. I, I got this. You lost your shirt? Yeah, right. I got you. I'm that's, your guy. <laughs> I swear. I'm the guy. No, I, I love it, though. And I, that's why I keep doing it. So. Mm. It's fun. It is. Fu- it is fun. Great. To it's be able to do something that you love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I count myself lucky for that. Yeah. Dude, I hope you don't get a bunch more texts because of this. But um, Paul is the kind of friend uh, that you could like just text and be like, "I just got kicked in the nuts ten times in a row," and she'd be like, "Well, at least it wasn't eleven. You're doing great." You know, like <laughs> I know, like sometimes you need that. Like but, talk me off a ledge, and I appreciate that about you. But I learn it from you, Dan, because you are the exact same way. No. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's why we're good friends, Dan, because we have we're like minded in that positive kind of way. It's just easier. It's easier to be nice. It's easier to be positive. It's easier to stay above the noise of the world. Yeah. Just fucking get for you guys. Because you just fucking go. I mean, here's my my latest life life philosophy. You you take the safety. Wait. You take the training. You put on the safety gear. Then you fucking go. Just fucking go whatever that, you're doing that energy right there that like uh, <laughs> no 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 that right there <laughs> the, the bootstraps mentality like daniel i just heard him mutter is like oh for maybe for you guys but like look we didn't just get this from existing um i don't think either of our families are rich or affluential no nope. you know um uh, yeah, it's just have different personalities. Maybe the question I know, but that that's something you build. You don't yeah. just you're not just born with this. Um, it's a mu- the, it's a muscle you there's build. There's got to be top five books, and you don't have to get into it or something. You know them all. Mine are going to be yours. I'm sure. I hope we have a couple of the same top five. But oh, uh, I'm sure we do. No, it's, it's probably a couple. it's that. Uh, the moral is read these five books. We got to find these five. It's vigorous. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you, like book books, yeah. info. Remember, you just said the training. Mm-hmm. Like, That's it's it. training day every day. Every day. And you could tell the people who every tighten day. their bootstraps and who don't. And it's, true. and it's evident. And you don't judge the people who don't. You help them along. Absolutely. So okay, yeah, that's a different. Books, that's a different type books. of bootstrap. There's other boot. So the one type of bootstrap mentality would be like, I got my bootstraps. You figure out your own fucking bootstrap. But then what you're saying is almost the opposite. It's like I figured out my shit. But hey, 
I can help people if they don't necessarily get everything in their shit. If I can know how to help their shit. So that's really, that's thoughtful. That's not, it's just funny that we're all just using this word bootstrap because Fox News and back to MSNBC no, is You know where my bootstraps <laughs> comes from? It comes from treasure hunting. Bootstraps, okay. put bootstraps on the ground. That treasure means like hunting. get on the ground and look for the treasure. Oh, well, you yeah, yeah. Had a so I didn't get it from news. I don't watch the news. You could take that uh, news and shove it up. Uh, Old timey kind of like, I actually had my own bootstrap, literal bootstrap <laughs> experience kind of dude. That's so rare. That's well, if you got 16 awake hours every and day. No. And you use half of them crying, then you're you're not fucking got your boots on the ground. <laughs> right. I only cry okay, for like yeah. one hour yeah, in the gotcha, morning gotcha, tops, yeah. and that's because I'd be watching sad shit, like people saving fucking like ant. Like oh, yeah. I saw a dude who was like they have like this metal factory, <laughs> and a kitten jumped into like a random barrel that they're oh, trash in, and no. it had trash juice and shit, and like he didn't find it for like an hour, so he like dumped it out, and it was like. Ew. Oh. Yeah, he cleaned it up and he's like got oh, a St. Bernard and it was like his first cat and like okay. this giant St. Bernard of friends and I'm just like he saved him he saved him there's no way he was <laughs> under liquid for an but hour then, like, I, I but then like but then like later in the day I'm on Reddit watching like people get shot in videos oh so it's like God. there's a duality to my oh. life this is my point of Buddhism <laughs> it, there's an up and there's a down there's a give and to, there's a take this world every time there's something good there's something bad but i'm not the type of person to be like to baby another human being that's a i'm with david's bootstraps like figure it the fuck out is my thing uh, nobody helped me out uh, like especially, maybe that's because i was a middle child that might be a middle child mentality they like they totally forgot about me sometimes i'd be gone for like two days and then come home and they'll be like Oh hey, where you been? I'm like, I've been in the woods. <laughs> I was lost. Where were you guys? And they're like, we just thought you were playing. And it's just like, uh, not really. I was not. I don't go in the woods. I tried to, but then there's just always a spider. Like for me, it's like <laughs> it's three steps in spider web every time. But they live there, Daniel. I like, know that's where they live. You went I to know. their house. But no, I'm saying like normal people walk through the woods, and it's like they don't get bombarded by bugs and shit. Like uh, it must be because you're sweet. They follow you. That's what people keep saying. I think it's my sugar intake. I should stop eating so much fucking <laughs> cereals yeah, and your, shit. Your pheromones put off hummingbirds and small creatures. <laughs> I also Come use, to me, jungle friends. All the yeah. lotions I use are floral scented. And oh, that, like that'll help too. Yeah, yeah, that'll so do bees, it. bees come at me like crazy and I'll be like, all right, just chill with, don't, don't hurt the bee. But if it's a wasp, bro, I'll fucking get loose. Like, I'm fucking... Y'all should see me out there. Speaking of that, back to um, bugs and the climate and things like that. This was the question I was going to ask you guys, but I wanted to save it for the podcast. How do you guys feel about those climate assholes getting the last laugh at Burning Man for real? Oh, yeah. If you guys don't know, they're still so trapped. What happened? Dude, uh, like Burning Man got. We don't know the facts. I don't think we should okay, publish I'll, anything I'll, about it. <laughs> I, no, I heard. I heard this morning there's an Ebola outbreak at Burning Man. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no. That's you're laughing. Where do you get your news? Reddit. Reddit. No. Yeah, no, go no. on Reddit right now. Been, Type in watching, Ebola Running Man. I've been watching Burning the. Um, uh, what is it? Um, is it ABC? Whoever had like a fucking anchor who's still trapped out there. She's still chilling. Oh. And, and Burning Man gear, which I find funny. Huh. But she's been in the same clothes for like three days. And I'm like, 
<laughs> and they said they like they're conserving water, and I'm like, ugh, yikes. No. Yeah, I, I heard about it, but. I think mm. that most people at a festival have been wearing the same clothes for three days. Yeah, I, no, that's most that's of fair. It's, it's that's in the rules. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a six-day festival. I brought two outfits that are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> prayers out there to anybody, whatever you believe in, whatever religion. Like, yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you're better than I am at that. So I, I look. I, don't to, know, you, I look the, to you when I feel like I'm being an asshole. Like most uh, of the burning, Dan would not be upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> WWDD. What would Dan do? Uh, what would Dan oh, do? But uh, don't do that. You, that's a fast way to end up with. Uh, no, you've kept me from killing people a couple of times. I've got a, I've got a dark side. So she is a serial. I know, man. I, oh. I saved your life. Hey, Daniel. Daniel, see, I've I saved your life, and you just don't even know it. You just take that for granted, man. What? She had the fucking like forty fives, both loaded, like. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, oh. you're laughing, you're chuckling, like. Nah, just imagine. They're in her car. Act right, bro. I swear, act right. <laughs> just take it out. Oh, you were gonna get a nut shot. <laughs> but Dan was like, Paula, we gotta root for everybody. <laughs> we gotta root for All right. everyone. All Dan's right. claps always peak the mic in such a strange way. Uh-huh. Did I clap? I, it's one of my. Things. <laughs> I have something wrong with me. I don't know. I, I have I, something. I don't have insurance or doctors. It's all good. Can we play a little game I thought of? Uh, a little game? Come on. What? All right, so these are these dice, right? We're at Todd's, and he's got, he loves D&D. That's he's got D20. these D&D dice. D20, 20-sided dice. Die. So, die. Go decahedron. Oh, yeah, well, you can uh, continue to correct me, uh, but <laughs> I mean, say what I say. Um, so we, uh, there's two games I thought of. One, we could roll it, and then even numbers... It's like, you know, you ask us a question, odd numbers, we ask you a question. Okay. We could do that. Or we could do more like if, if storytelling and you look at the numbers as uh, each number a year from the year 2000. Or oh, is there a zero? There's no zero. So I guess from the year 2001 to 2020, you know, uh, and, uh, and, you know, if you recall kind of anything, right. you know. I'm in. Let's so play let's the do game. one or one of those. So y- you go first. Okay. Roll. Okay, okay, I guess uh, this will be if you about just a general question, you know, if you uh, odds will be uh, we ask you a question even as you ask us a question. This so. is why we don't let David All design right. floats. This is like magic. No, it's good. Okay, three. That's uh, odds. So we ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Anything. Uh, what's your earliest memory? Oh, man. David's always using this question. I know, but it's a good question. Yeah, it's a cop out now. Not a cop out. I fucking love that question. I fucking love that It's different for everybody. No, Jake, we always ask the fucking (laughs) what got you into comedy question. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I said earlier. Learn, oh, yeah, learning yeah, to learn. read that Jehovah's Witness book. <laughs> oh, that's your earliest yeah, memory. Well, it's like oh. one and a half. Okay, that one and half. Half. she told us a story that about she was learning count. at that one. So like, okay. right. we shouldn't necessarily mean me. So like, okay, you guys, anyone got a question? Oh, damn, David's. It's for, us. <laughs> what is? What's your earliest memory? Oh, well, that, well, I didn't roll. I didn't roll evens. I rolled odds. You said I'm I could ask you. A que- <laughs> you said I could no, ask you a question. No, no, I mean, you can ask me a question. But it's it's uh, if uh, it was technically if if I had 
rolled evens, then you would ask me a question. Oh, I thought oh, you so just said everybody. And who wants game? to ask me a question? Oh, I was talking about the the guys that are hosting. I'm sorry to make that distinction. Oh, I'm not allowed to ask. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you're yeah, allowed. yeah, yeah. I just did. You're I mean, allowed now because you just did. I don't like. I don't like David's game. No, no, I'm going to let you ask a question. I really want to play this game, but I think I need a little more. What do I got to roll for Paula to be able to ask a question? <laughs> yeah, we have to roll an oh, even an even number. Even number. We did. Okay. What's the question? Yeah. All right. What is your earliest memory? Oh right. Yeah. Um, I, I feel. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that one. Uh, but uh, it, it's either like being sitting in a living room, uh, watching a video myself, eating Kraft Singles cheese. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> 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 something like that. Or uh, it was something like like that, or like I don't know, maybe like it definitely yeah. some living in this house in uh, uh, Connecticut in the town called Lebanon. Okay. Yeah. The town was called Lebanon. Yeah, like the country Lebanon. What? Yeah. What was All the right. population like? I don't, I don't really remember. I was just a kid. I didn't live there very long. There's your Middle Eastern connection. I guess it is. Yeah. Right. yeah I'm Can I share my earliest memory? Uh, if that's what we're yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, Mine was like, I don't know how it really went down because you know your memories are lies. They're just re- being replayed in your head. But like, <laughs> I was playing with for some reason a blue fire truck just uh-huh. in the floor, and all of a sudden, like the door fucking kicked open. What? Now I'm clapping. My clap looked different. What? Um, <laughs> and uh, it was my mom coming in with my baby sister and was like, look what I got. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, it's your sister. And I was just like, cool. And just went back to the fire truck. And yeah. like, I don't know. That's, yeah. that was, that's Blue fire truck. Okay, let's do this other one because then it's more. more okay. Let's do this one. Well, I'm going to hand you the die. Me? And, yeah. And, now, and you got to eat it. And then for Don't every, eat it. <laughs> you, ro- you roll it. And whichever number, whatever, for whatever number, in the two thousands, you gotta get, give us a story that I like from I a like year. That, one a year story that one's that pretty a, cool. That one makes yeah. more sense because we're already asking questions. You're right. We're already better. asking because you're you also one of the questions. best storyteller. Yeah, all that's eleven. Two thousand eleven. Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Shit. It, I feel like that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I think I. Uh, mm. I was recovering from a brain aneurysm. What the shit? Wow. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Yeah, I had that a brain happened. aneurysm. Actually. I want to say it was 2010, but I was fucked up for a while. Um, yeah, so I was, I mean, my hair was growing back, I think. That's what I remember about that. Wow. Yeah, it was an incidental finding. I had headaches, and um, mm-hmm. and and I went and got checked, and they go, oh, look, a little brain aneurysm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. And, uh, and they yeah. said, yeah, you were probably born with it. Would have burst within a year. Holy crap. Good thing we just happened to scan it. I mean, I'm shortening the story. Mm. There's a little more to it than that. Like, okay, I kind of yeah. went in for something else, and they're like, mm. Let's just for shits and giggles, let's scan your head. So it was yeah. just uh, one. Luckily, luckily, one doctor would just like thought, yeah, let's just look and at your head, mm-hmm. and then oh shit. So anyway, so they so they repaired it, and uh, I was like a kindergartner for eight weeks, which I really miss <laughs> because they they had me on some anti seizure medication, wow. and I was so 
everything was so simple. Everything was so bright and simple. And yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, why does anybody worry about anything ever? Mm. And and it, it also kind of immobilized you a little bit. So you just sit real still. And uh, <laughs> so this went on for eight weeks. Mm. And, and mm. I, everything was so simple. Nobody else was paying my bills either. So mm. uh, so also my money got all fucked up after that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that was like 2011 was around Jeez. that time. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, that's well. crazy. Yeah, I've got two gold clips now in my head. A, they put in, that one was that. That's yeah. real life. They put in a clip, a clip, and a backup clip. Yeah, I mean Damn. it was a little scary. The other but. game wow. sucked. I like this one more. This one, okay, okay cool. This is serious. Yeah, this yeah. one's good. This yeah. is good. I was I'm thinking. All right, I made it. I, you know, like, it. And she I got some saying. gold out of it. And, and it, since yeah. this is a comedy podcast, mm-hmm. um, everybody <laughs> said, uh, the people that are close to me, you know, I was like, am I different? You know, is my, did my head get fucked up? And, oh. and the word came down from different sources, you're funnier. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. So, okay. you know. Funnier. And then the stand-up comedy came not too long after that, maybe. Uh, a I few guess years. Not that long after that, really. Yeah, some That's years, I insane. guess. I didn't realize. They found yeah. the funny bone. It's hidden behind everyone's small aneurysm. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Wow. Am I going again? 15, 16? 16. 2016. That feels recent, too. 2016, yeah. Yeah. That is recent. Yeah. America was just starting to become great again. <laughs> oh, uh, right. 2016. That's right. I couldn't believe that happened. I, I'm not trying to go political, yeah. but that was not that was not expected. Like right. I woke up and I'm like, "What in the mm-hmm. actual fuck has happened yeah, here?" Yeah, that was that, that happened. Huh? I'll tell I'll tell you a story about that guy. <laughs> 2016. Yeah. Wait, you know you have a story? What do you mean? Yeah, it goes back to the year 2000. Hmm. So I'm in the same business I'm in now, okay. and my friend who works for Virgin Records, she she called me up and she goes. Paula, you want to come to, and I was a program director, so uh, you would get invited to a lot of cool things. I, she goes, you want to come see Lenny Kravitz Saturday night in Atlantic City? Mm. And I was like, of course I do. And uh, Lenny Kravitz, hotter than hell. So, so I go up there and I meet my friend who was in New York. I said, meet me. Um, and he was a program director mm. of mine that okay. I lived with for a little bit. I lived with him and his boyfriend. So... Mm. Um, so I said, Ray, I said, Ray, meet me in Atlantic City. So he did. So we go to, it was at the the place where you were conceived is where the concert was. Whoa. At the, the Taj, Mahal. Taj Mahal. Amazing. Yep. So we had a room at the Taj. Oh, cool. And, uh, could have been the room that you were conceived that could in. That could have been. We were oh, connected. That's amazing. Right? Actually, it's actually legitimately plausible. Right. Point, so I had yeah. a front row seat for mm-hmm. the... Um, Conception? For this show. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, 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 no I, I don't think our age gap is quite that wide. Maybe, I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. so I had front row. Pink opened up and she was not, um, she was wearing street clothes hey. and she was really good. She had Linda Perry on guitar with her, but oh. nobody knew who she was and she was badass. Oh, and Lenny wow. Kravitz killed it. But while this is going on, um, Ray goes, Paula, look behind us. Who's in the third row? At his, uh, at his venue. Donald Trun. Uh, yes, and I had <laughs> a better seat than he did. Wow. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Donald Tr- Donald Trun. 
is yeah so i thought that was pretty beautiful. cool and i have a photograph somewhere um but i thought it was pretty badass uh oh, wow, that that crazy. i that i got a better seat than he did in his own shop damn i said take that and yeah. um but he wasn't a he wasn't um unliked at the time maybe right. maybe everybody just, loved him yeah time. maybe just for being a money grabber i don't know but uh, yeah i mean i read all the people uh, yeah I, I read the business books and i was like all right this success is what mm. success looks like gotta try to do that yeah and then we know the rest of the story. All right. And the rest? Yeah. Is history. Yeah. And it's the true. story is over. Everyone knows how that <laughs> story ended. I actually got oh, a question funny. for yeah, the so. table. Because uh, uh, you said something about Pink. Um, Pink was actually the first full album I ever listened to as a kid. The first song on record was that one song that's My Grandma and Your Grandma. Oh, we're yeah. sitting by the fire. I could sing the whole thing. But um, yeah, probably don't. Jungle Mafia and I. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, what was your guys? What was the first full album you ever listened to? Oh, mm. oh my god! That's a good I question. know all of these answers. Well, all of well, you know everybody. You know everyone's answer. answer? No, Dan oh, can do magic. He can. Oh yeah, I know you can. I'm not answering because of certain things. Like, what do you mean because of certain? What do you guys mean? Know I'm an alien then. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Would you have guessed mine was pink? Mm-hmm. That's not surprising. It was. That was really? Per- yeah. Is that uh, true? Yeah. The, the one, uh, the one with the song where she was like, "What kind of uh, father could hate his own daughter if she were gay?" Uh, what is that song? Dear Mr. President, I think it is. Uh, I, I put you on um, floppy record from McDonald's Happy so Meal, Garth Brooks. Yeah. You know, when the thunder rolls, that's what I put. Daniel on. Uh, you know the floppy yeah, yeah. records oh, yeah. Yeah. the Happy Meals? A flex disc. Yeah. So now, what was your guys' first albums? Do you know? Do you yeah, remember? I can't I, remember right I can now. tell you the first one I bought with my own money, and that uh, was Led Zeppelin 4. I'm disappointed okay. what the first one I bought with my own money was. What was it? Oh, God, it was Dark Horse fucking Nickelback. Neil Young? Oh. No, Nickelback's <laughs> Dark Horse. <man. laughs> that, yeah, that, that says a lot. <laughs> that man, says man. A I lot. didn't know what it was when I grabbed it. Like, the they next were, comics, they were first kinda, record they were bought kinda, was Nickelback's. No, they were kind of cool oh before. God. Like I listened to all their other stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, I bet they got some good stuff. And then I listened to Dark Horse, and I was like, the fuck is this? Like I was so disappointed because I bought it, and I was like... I was all hyped. I was like, I'm going to listen to this on the bus and shit. And like, uh, that was So like legitimate album of an artist that wasn't some collection of like, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra's greatest hits, shit like that. Yes, like, yeah. Oh, I forgot they that had was you in that legitimate. basement. Right. What's that? What? They had me. Yeah. Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> intellectual. <laughs> and then, you know, they keep basement. them in the basement. No, <laughs> uh, no. It's not. It's, I'm not I have no uh, real bitterness about any of that. David? I, I think it's, but what's that? David, you okay down there? What's that? Oh, no. That's in your basement. I don't know. We're showing our age. I can't wait to hear Paula's first album. Animal but, uh, Collective, though, is one like early Yeah, your first album. One, you're you're influenced by music. We all yeah. are. But Absolutely. Mine, mine was... Uh, I have Wu-Tang a very Clan. diverse... Uh, oh, no, that was that was like three or four. Uh, um, but uh, it was Green Day. Oh, wow. Day. Is that the first one you bought? Yeah, it's the first one I bought. Right. Um, I had some older sisters, so they yeah. listened to things like Chicago, Brian Adams, New Kids on the Block, and like Ooh. I went to a New Kids on the Block concert kind of with them in a boys to men concert nice uh brandy she's no longer with oh, us right? yeah I but she so. was the opener for for uh um 
boys to men oh, and wow. nobody knew her who she was right. and it was like I was like that girl's gonna be famous and she did become she, famous but anyway she, she did you say it. Brandy no no she's not, you say Brandy she's she she's not she isn't with us right she's still there but didn't she famously die in a fucking airplane yeah no that was the, that was one of the chicks famous. from TLC uh, right wait wait TL- she how was opening up die? for uh, how did Brandy die how Buddy Holly Brandy. Brandy. Oh. Brandy. How did Brandy yeah. die? You're not I thinking of Aaliyah. Aaliyah's the one that went down Aaliyah. in the plane. Oh, man. That's what I'm she was beautiful, of. too. Never mind. I'm sorry. Lisa, yeah. Lisa left Aya Lopez Ooh. from TLC. Yes. There's a lot of like people that are die in Hollywood. Yeah. But I guess it's just because we know oh, that. Died. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people die all the time. I, I, really, I, I, I confuse artists pretty often. So I, I read this book called, uh, I guess I was in high school, um, Hammer of the Gods. And mm. it's all about Led Zeppelin. And it's unauthorized. And they, they deny that a lot of this stuff happened. But it was all raunchy rock and roll shit. But it was also stories about, uh, you know, the recording process and the writing process and their families and shit that happened, to, you know, when they lost, uh, you know, Robert Plant lost a child young. So big fat book. So that got me all into Zeppelin. And I'm, I'm later than when Zeppelin was popular. So I was looking at something that was 20 years before. For me, or like in a way, maybe ten. I don't know, <laughs> but math not my thing. We've established that. Um, yeah, so that kind of that got me into music, thinking about it in that way. So I saved my money, and the first record I bought was Led Zeppelin Four. So still, uh, still a fave. Four. Led Zeppelin Four. Oh, Led Zeppelin the, Four. Yeah, I was not four. I don't. What know was the what was. was the kind of media? Was it a cassette? It was a record. A record. A, 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 vin- a vinyl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, I so still cool. have it. Yeah. You still have it. I do. Yeah. They're worth. That's worth money. Uh, maybe I don't know how much. Enough to get us a bathroom? No, no. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll. I'm just fucking around. I'll with go you. in debt for a lot. Brandy's yeah. still alive, apparently. Yeah, she Brandy. Didn't die. She's okay. She's okay, she Dan. Died. She made it. No Why way. Do I think she did you're thinking. I think you're thinking of Aaliyah. I am. Remember that I movie? Am. You're right. I am. Remember that movie Romeo Must Die? I liked that movie. I hate to admit it. I've. It's funny. Yeah, just, just cut me out. I don't know. I have no idea what we were talking about for like the last ten minutes. What, Daniel, then what uh, is your favorite music? What? Oh my! Oh, everything but country. I've been All into right. a lot into like uh, trying to get into like EDM remixes because there's a lot of really good mm. like uh, EDM. Uh, good EDM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, some shit happened, uh, and we're okay. back now. <laughs> So yeah, I've mostly been listening to like EDM remixes because like what got me into that is like Oliver Tree was talking about how like one of his old songs got remixed and then like got put on like TikTok or something and then like basically got reinvigorated and he then redid the song but with the guys that remixed it but then in an even better remix of his original song nice and then released it like as an EP. alongside the album and then the ep is like a back shot which is the different like from what the album is and i was like he, this is really dope and then i was like i wonder how many other really good like edm artists are just taking regular songs and then i'm so fucking mad and i'm, I'm pissed off i'm about to bring it up i found this fucking nirvana remix but like it was on uh the youtube music because like david i i just don't use other platforms for some reason also my homeboy pays for the uh commercial free shit so mm. i don't have any commercials and can like download like a thousand oh, wow. 
I think it's like a thousand to three thousand songs oh, a day crap. just wow. through that. It'll shuffle them out. But um, they uh, uh, they played this song and I couldn't hit like like it, the thing was froze. And then I I played it for Tim like through my speakers. We played it like three times and I just kept rewinding it. And then I was like, I'll screenshot it or something. And then we got to talking and I was like, Oh, it'll just be in the listing like it always is. Hmm. And it's not there. Oh. And I've looked up so many other songs that are kind of like it, but it's like an EDM cover. So sometimes they do get posted up on mm. things and sometimes they don't. It's just like, uh, <laughs> and, <it looks> so <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> it's like and I, I can't even remember which song it was because uh, fucking Tim kept trying to say it was. Uh, are you asking because Paula can put, play songs on the radio that you hope that maybe she's no, no fuck secretly no. Like, you, you wouldn't be able song. to play it because it's someone else's property. Oh, it's okay. been like, you know, just tweak but they took like a they took like california style like club beats <laughs> um, but like stretched them out some and then like harmonized one of the like uh grungier songs mm. and like what song was it i can't fucking remember for i think it was teen spirit but then when like when i hit when i play when i try to sing it in my head like it's it doesn't feel right so i'm just like no maybe it wasn't that i don't know you and know dave Grohl just ripped off disco beats to drum um, on that Nirvana stuff, um, he'll tell you. Shit, did you see uh, um, Gorillas with the uh, with the set uh, set um, thing uh, set one or whatever? It was like some little children's like beat machine. Oh yeah. And the first one for like uh, the one joint where it's like dun 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 dun. It was literally just the fuck. They didn't change anything. Wow. They literally didn't change anything. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, they were just like, but that was their whole thing with music too when they even started. Because like, Paul is connected, a little bit in the music thing, and I think I want to do something to change your life, Dan. We're gonna set it up. Look under your chair. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) next time you get a country (laughs) opportunity, Uh we need to send Daniel to a country thing. Because I I used to have the same stance on music. Oh, I like everything but country, right? Right. But then I was in Southwest Florida with one of my business partners, and we went to this place called boomerangs okay and it was change night like whatever change, change you had night? in your pocket oh. that's how much you paid for a drink okay. but it was like country line dancing and country music and all right it you was me it. me russ moore who's no longer with us Aww. and like two other men in the whole place uh-huh and there was like uh-huh. 180 women so in you developed a taste for girls in boots um no, but it, it allowed me to uh, believe in the country music star. Uh-huh. And then my sister, every time I, like I talked Luke to her Rats. for like five years, my sister was at, oh, I'm at Luke Bryan. Oh, I'm at Luke Combs. Oh, yeah. I'm at this guy. Oh, I'm like, who? Yeah. I like bluegrass, and I also like um, like kind of these grunge meets ska bands that are like heroin addicts. I don't know if they're former or current, but they, man, I ain't never who? thought I would see somebody on like one of them little washboards and just... <laughs> Like they'd be getting it. We're going to have bluegrass open mics uh, or folk open mics at the uh, club when we get open. I think that's real cool. I, I think it's that's a possibility. Cool. And oh, bring right. the heroin. We'll see. Yeah. So that's, who... Uh, that'll be awesome. Want to roll, roll again? When Who's, who rolls? You roll. Yeah, oh, I'm rolling. All right. I wanna, I Did would you like just not come with any questions, David? I've, I, I, I don't want to ask all my usual Three. Shit. Is the number three? So two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. Jeez. Ooh. Two thousand and three. I don't remember. I believe. What would I be? Thirty. I think I was thirty 
1934? 34. Is that right? Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds right. So, so 2003, I was with this guy who was younger than me by too much at time <laughs> at the time in the scheme of things. Uh-huh. What was it? What did I say? Okay. Yeah. So we don't need that entire story, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. And I thought, mm-hmm. Oh, this will be fun for the summer. And uh, then he never left. So, I mean, he was of age certainly, oh, really? but I was way ahead of him. So, mm-hmm. um, so the next thing I know, I'm 35. So I know we're going back to 03. Mm-hmm. So I got married when I was 35. In that, oh. But I was with this guy for five, six years, something like that. So oh, in 2003, wow. everything seemed fine uh, for the most part. <laughs> and, and this is still pre-proposal. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, he was too young. And it, there were so many signs I should have seen. Mm. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I was, I was still I was busy working and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 2003, I was in, you know, in this in some fucking Republican family. No offense, uh, <laughs> and um, and they were very nice, generous people. Like mm-hmm. it was a nice family, but it, but it went bad. I get it just all. Yeah, well, so yes, yeah, it's okay. Happen, yeah. It's all part of the story. So yeah. I can laugh about it now. Oh yeah. Um, so we. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit about the story. So we're married for like seven months, but once we got married, that's when things got stupid. So. Like, I thought everything was okay. I was doing all the things I do. Mm-hmm. Christmas came, and um, and and all his routines changed. Like, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't coming home or just, like, the routines changed. So, we're back at Christmas time. So, I was like, where, what were you, what are you doing? What were you doing? Or, like, where'd you go after work? Oh, I was Christmas shopping for you. I was like, oh. okay. I was like, okay, all right. Okay. And, um... And I, I didn't think he was. And he, he would drink a little bit, get fucked mm-hmm. up. He was experimenting with all that stuff. So I was like, yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then Christmas came, and I got, um, I got some jeans. Mm-hmm. And I opened this package, and I, and I hold up the jeans. And the ass of the jeans was about three feet Whoa. wide. So like a size 12 women's pant. Mm. And I was maybe I was, you know, roughly the size I am now. Yeah. That is, I said, does my ass look this big to you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I guess I got the wrong size. I know you're always looking for jeans. And I was like, thanks. And I'm like, thinking this guy's ridiculous. Uh-huh. And uh, and I also got a nail gun uh, because I asked for one. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, <laughs> I'm glad you specified <laughs> I I did ask for that. So, like, I kind of get points where, like, you know, what do you want for Christmas? A nail gun. It was like a <laughs> miniature nail gun. And, uh, and so, so that was it. And again, it just seemed something seemed strange. Hmm. And so, this was weeks before that. He said he was out Christmas shopping for me. So, yeah. I find the, you know, it's after Christmas. I find the bags of hmm. the shit he wrapped, you know, because I'm like, where did he buy these giant jeans? I got to take them back. I mean, they were huge. Right. And, uh, <laughs> And, then, huh? and so I saw the receipt where he bought the giant jeans yeah. the day before. Mm. So I was like, he wasn't actually Christmas shopping when he said he was. So uh, I just had a feeling. So uh-huh. so I go to work one day. They called an early meeting. And um, and I get there. And this guy, I say this old guy, uh, comes out of the, the oldie station yeah. and says, Paula, um, Shane just called and he asked me to... to uh, do something to his computer right click something do you want to do it and i was like yeah i got it 
and like and my stomach my stomach sank because I had a feeling. So I go over to his desk, and uh, and here's the email open. I love you, my sweet Megan. I want to marry you. Blah 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 blah. Oh. So yeah, so I was so I was mm. uh, upset, mm-hmm. and they had told me he had gone over to the hospital because some guy was having a heart uh, chest pain. So I go over there. Mm-hmm. And um, well, first of all, I, t- I showed my my boss Joel. Uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, sweetest guy in the, that I knew, and uh, and I, I just pointed at the computer, and he he goes, Paul, I didn't know. And you guys are gonna think this is funny. He goes, uh-huh. Do you want me to get you a floppy disk so you can save that? Oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> I was like, yeah, oh I do. And, uh, and so I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, and yeah. so I saved the emails, and I go over to this hospital, mm-hmm. which was close by. This was in Cambridge, and uh, and I see him there. He goes, what are you doing here? And I go, okay, you got anything to tell me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, yes, I do. And I took my wedding rings off. And I go, give these to Megan. And, uh, oh, and he, uh, yeah, and he was shocked. And um, and I said, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you're already married, you can't actually get married again, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, were yeah. you going to talk to me about this at some point? Uh-huh. So anyway, it, I can laugh about it now. But um, mm-hmm. I hadn't smoked in 10 years. And wow. I was so upset by this. Didn't eat for days. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point, and I, so I knew who this woman was that he was with. She was older than me, which was very strange because you think, strange. right? That's and had, wow. right, and had a kid. I'm like, what yeah, is dude. in the f and hell? You were mature so, enough, right? You're right. Yeah, I wasn't mature clearly. Yeah. Um, so, um, so it was. I mean, it's funny now, but I, I had in my head that that I had three options that I was either gonna. She was a state farm agent. I'm either going to drive wow. through. Not a good neighbor. The, right? Not a good neighbor. <laughs> so I'm going to drive through the front, <laughs> front of her motherfucking store. That <laughs> is one option. Uh, the other option was to drive my own car with me in it into the river. Done. Oh, That's whoa. the second option. Glad you didn't I like the do first that one. one more. Third option nail gun. was to get here. Right? Uh, I, I was thinking, where would that right. was not going to I know, the nail gun's not coming back in the story. <laughs> I know, I wish it was. Um, and the third option was go get a pack of cigarettes and just smoke them. So I went with option three. And I still, you know, stand by that as a good choice. But, uh, but you yeah. You did one and three. Right, I could have done one and three. But still, there, there could have been trouble. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's all fine now, but that was that was all around two. Th- so we got married in two thousand four. So it was two thousand four five two thousand five kind of rotten, but mm-hmm. so I got three, and that jumped me into that time frame. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, Amazing, yeah, hmm. interesting, yeah. And I said, and I said, she's gonna leave you. I was yelling and screaming. Like I've never, I haven't screamed like that since. <laughs> I don't scream anymore. Um, but I said, she's going to leave you. He goes, no, this is real love. And I was like, oh, really? I said, she's going to leave you. And um, and of course she did. So oh, that happened? Didn't, it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I heard about well, that a relationship that starts with cheating you know, is, isn't really going to go yeah, away. Yeah. I mean, I suppose true. it could, you know. But, I mean, that's, you know. But he was, I mean, he was young. I'm not making an excuse for him. But I, I think sometimes when people get married, they... Like, or when guys get married like that, like I said, we were to, you know, we were together for years and, um, and he was, and I know he wasn't with anybody else. So, um, but when we got married, I think he felt trapped like this. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Mm. I'm married. Oh my God. What happened? And then, Mm. you know, whatever, somebody paid attention to him and boom. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's all right. Men are nothing if not dogs. Uh, Some are, (laughs) some are sometimes, (laughs) you know. 
He came back around and apologized to me some years later oh, because wow. the, when I went to work for this company, he worked at this company too, mm. and uh, and everybody was like, "Oh shit," you know, <laughs> and I and because I, I was mad for a while, mm. but I let it go, and yeah. and I was like, "It's all right," you know, like I'm all right. I you know got to a, whatever. Yeah. I think whatever you do is prepping you for the next thing you're gonna do, mm. and so, you know, so mm. I think you run with somebody, uh, you know, while you're each learning things from each other another another wisdom i picked up not too long ago because i think many of us especially us adhders i know that's a buzzword now but i'm you (laughs) see all the shit you go oh yeah fuck yeah i got that so um so you got like all we've got is today you know there's a lot of mindfulness present moment stuff uh you know you just keep in today because you know you look backwards history that does not exist it's done and you can't you certainly can't change it you can't unfuck things that Mm. were fucked up so you only look back to to say what did i learn so you only look back say what did i learn because you can do nothing about it and you look to the future and yeah you can make plans and do things there's stuff you want to do and places you want to go uh but that doesn't exist either all Mm. we have is now is today so tomorrow never comes wow but you enjoy the day. That's why you, there's you no. Are sure you still not a Buddhist? Right. right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little bit. That's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, but that works. So that's very helpful. And my favorite one, if you want one more that I just love mm-hmm. that helps me is um, what misses me was never meant for me. What's meant for me will never miss me. Oh. So no matter what decisions you make, yeah. if it doesn't happen, it wasn't meant for me. Mm-hmm. What misses you. That also equates to bullets. Correct. Correct. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of. I mean, it could be meant for you, but still missed you. But, you know. Yeah. But then in the grand scheme, it wasn't meant for you. Yeah, not that minute. Not that day. Mm. What do you think, Dan? Am I off? No. I think that there's a lot of greatness in your your trajectory. And I think that... uh, Wow. I learned a lot about you. So. Yeah, I think Did we you? all learned. Yeah, I didn't know about the heartbreak thing and that the aneurysm. Oh yeah, the aneurysm. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's why I like the this aneurysm. Podcast. Yeah. You know. We've barely magic died. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I we, got a real nice LP. Led Zeppelin LP. It's still in plastic. I mean, it's, nice. it's open, but it's still yeah. in the the jackets. I don't nice. know. I like. Uh, I'm sure tr- I'm trying to figure it out too. I think all of us here, um, two young men. Three young men, I call myself young like that, and uh, three young men and a Paula, I think we're all here and we're all uh, trying our best. You said three young men and a Paula. It's true. You guys got any final questions? No. No? I mean... No? Nah, I, I guess... David didn't come with any questions. He was like, I, you want to spin the die one I more feel like time? I, 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 I feel like... Uh, I, there's so many things I could ask Paul about. I want to sound like cliche, like "What's your favorite celebrity moment?" and that kind of thing. But maybe oh. I, I should end on that because that is a, a light note and it's a good story. And yeah. maybe I'm sure there is. I, I don't know the story, but I'm sure there is a good story. I don't know if I have a favorite. I got some good ones though. Okay, what's one that what's one that comes to mind? Like you want most famous or it doesn't have to be most, just one that like. Sure, let's do that. To no. you, most famous but person. Sure, to let's you do that most. Okay, yeah. To I'm you. Gonna, well, you actually. Most. Well, I'll give you two. Well, I could give you four. No. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, you mention it. Whatever, it, whatever you like. I mean, it's all music related. I, it, this is a career highlight for me. I did get to meet the Rolling Stones. Mostly. I was working in D.C. Wow. 98, 99. 
And my friend, same one that uh, took me to Lenny Kravitz, uh, I had asked her, I said, is there a meet and greet for the Rolling Stones? I said, I bought a ticket, I'm going, it's, and I'm just, it's just me. Mm-hmm. And the ticket was $129 in 1998. Wow. It was high dollar, wow. but I wanted to see the Rolling Stones. It wasn't my first time, it was second or third. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like huge, huge fan, I love them, but I'm not like Rolling Stones girl. I'm, so... I was I was doing yeah. a shift at okay. WHFS Washington DC Sunday afternoon I want to say 2 to 6 something like that and she calls me up on the request line there weren't nobody's dragging cell phones around I mean they were but they were huge and you leave them in the car right, yeah. so she calls me on the request line and said are you still coming tonight I go yeah and she goes it's just you I said yeah and she goes get here at 6 you can meet the band and I was like, holy oh, shit. shit, Rolling Stones, they are rock and roll royalty. So I was nervous, but I had time to get back to my sisters, put on something shiny, put on some makeup, and uh, you know, I went to the right place at the right time. Or where I was supposed to be at the right time, mm-hmm. and and it was a part. It was backstage part, like sort of a party. There were yeah. probably about twenty people back there, a bunch of program directors oh, and okay. uh, different radio people, maybe a couple winners, some record people, mm-hmm. and the Rolling Stones had decorations winners. like uh, what'd you say? Winners, yes, winners, yeah. winners. That's not what I thought he said. Winners, <laughs> yeah. It sounded like uh, he whispered uh, it. Uh, in well, the well mic. wait a minute. So um, like we're getting there, kind of, sort of. So there was, uh, you know, they had. They had decorations, you know, promo stuff all over the place. Yeah. There was wine and chocolate, and there was this um, excitement in the room, like because yeah. like, everybody was like, "Holy fuck, we're gonna meet the Rolling oh. Stones!" So then they come in, and this all this happens so fast. They bring them all in, and then they did a group photo. It's out there; I can show it to you. Yeah, cool. um, and uh, and we did get to say hello to each of them. Mm. And Keith Richards shook my hand, and he was exactly as you would imagine Keith Richards to be. <laughs> and he said something like. Pleasure to meet you, love. (laughs) (laughs) Kissed me right there. He did. (laughs) And uh, still hasn't washed that. That was pretty cool. Uh, But but we can wind back to that Lenny Kravitz show at the place of your conception. And I talked to him afterwards, and he kissed me right here. Wow. So yeah, all that feels really really good. So just a couple of. Uh, celebrity moments. So wait, something, she said something, you'll get to that later, about Wieners and the Rolling Stones. Oh, right. So when we went into this room, uh, when it was about to start, their uh, roadie chick, who was running this meet and greet, tour manager likely, Mm. um, I don't remember her name, uh, she was giving the rules. Mm. And one of the rules was, do not goose the Rolling Stones. Do not goose them. <laughs> what does so, that mean? Yeah, like goose, like when you like pinch somebody's ass. Oh. But I suppose, so, so like it doesn't really tie to wieners, uh. but I thought, remember to talk about <laughs> goosing the Rolling Stones. Instead, so, they goosed you. Uh, yes. Kinda. What's yes. kissing Did you? They? Right. right. Smooch. Oh, right. right. With the, yeah, with the hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't say that mm-hmm. they couldn't kiss you. Kiss your hand. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they but didn't it's have. Poli- they, it's gentlemanly, though. It was. Oh, it was sweet. Time. It was sweet. It was yeah. sweet. I would welcome another. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so so people think, and you know, and make jokes about it all the time, people think that not just radio chicks, but groupies in general, mm-hmm. that, were, that were fucking rock stars. I have never done that. Mm. Um, because I want to be friends, you know? I want to be right. friends. Not that I wouldn't, you know, like no one ever said, hey, well, actually, they did once. Um, oh, shit. I do, have, <laughs> I do have another place I could go. Um, but in general, that was not the goal, right? Yeah. So, uh, so that's not what I do. But yeah. as close as I've come is um 
is I made out with Robin Zander of Cheap Trick okay. in a bar one night. There was alcohol involved. It was fantastic. Right. Um, and so I said to him, I wasn't in radio yet. This is I was just you know again stalking. I was at the show, <laughs> and I would sit on this uh, this one bar all the time. So I could see. Mm-hmm. So here he's in front of me after mm-hmm. the show, and uh, and I had actually met them there the night before. But I said to him, I I said, and I'm drunk off my ass, and I said, uh, I go, give me a kiss, and uh, and I was just looking for a kiss on the cheek, mm-hmm. and boy, we made out. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, so there's that one, and then Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. Um, yeah. I went to Lollapalooza. It was <laughs> one of the. It was the first <laughs> tour, and I was so wasted, like disgusting. Disgusting, and I, I I drank a pint of Jack Daniels in, that was in the sun all day. Mm-hmm. It was hot, oh, and shit. I drank it. And uh, and I would I was always fearless when I was drunk, and you know, so I'm going down front. I couldn't mm-hmm. see because we were kind of out on the lawn, and uh, so I somehow got to the very front, oh. and I'm up on this like. Uh, it was like oh. a parking barrier so like I climbed up so I could see yeah. enjoy the show and then when it was done I like slid my ass down on the other side of the parking barrier and uh, and the stage it was probably two feet above my head mm. but there was like a drape in uh, like tarp in front of it mm-hmm. so I just opened the tarp and I look straight and I walk straight under the stage to the back and here I am drunk and now and I see rows and rows of trailers uh, yeah. so there was an open I saw an open door and I'm, lo- I'm just looking for beer is what I'm looking mm-hmm. for and I lost my friends already I knew <laughs> they were probably mm-hmm. way, you know looking for me so I, wa- I just trot up into this trailer it's Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction yeah. and my friend Joe um, who I was with that I lost <laughs> I, I said uh, so we I, th- some of this is foggy but um but somehow I made out with him too. <laughs> but he's that didn't surprise me. Like looking back, so I'm like, he's a freaky motherfucker. He probably a lot of times these guys, they like me because I'm different. So you know they're you know they they're used to being with the same kind of girls. But anyway, but that was I mean there were a bunch of girls in there too. So there was like there wasn't anything more to it. But I said oh, I I don't know how tequila came up, and I said tequila makes my clothes fall off, and or te- your, no tequila makes me naked. And uh, which it did always. So I think that's just what it did for me. And um, and I guess he thought that was funny. And um, and I you know I said I gotta go find my friend Joe. I gotta leave. Blah blah. Um, I said, will you write a? I said he's gonna be pissed too. Um, I said, will you write a note for me? Let's can I give him a note? And he's like, yeah. So he said, uh, Joe, but it was napkins. Grab some napkins. Uh, Paula or Joe. Paula was drinking with me. Uh, so blah blah blah. Perry Perry Farrell. And I was like, write me a note. And he wrote me a note. I, I don't know where it is. I have it somewhere. And he was like, hey, Paula wants some tequila. And uh, yeah, so I left with my notes. And I think a cop drove me to to my car on a golf cart or oh something and then I drove it so oh, you know shit. again oh again Damn. dark side Story. my sister lived close by but I should not have been driving and my uh, friends were at the car the please listeners drove. don't drink and drive yeah, unless a cop don't. lets you <laughs> right, right well that happened to me a couple of times but um, but anyway we should <laughs> let's we should not incriminate <laughs> yourself right. no this is it was 1980s 1980s uh, I do uh, not everyone was uh, I do then. not condone such behavior and I'm I'm grateful that I am alive today because I certainly had some scrapes with the Reaper. Oh, yeah. yeah so. well, we're about to have some scrapes with the Reaper. 
Oh ah, yeah. But, but, hey but, now. But, but, hey hey now. now. Hey uh, now. <laughs> I think if we've been doing um if we've been doing comedy uh together for eighty weeks in the setting and the what we're doing and everybody here knows what's going on with that. I think Paula was there like seventy seven of them. Yeah, yeah, I've only missed a couple. No, I've only missed a couple for vacation and stuff, but right. like, you're A1 from uh, day one, and yeah, we appreciate wow. your involvement. Hey, thank you. Uh, you're, I definitely yeah. consider you a friend outside of this, and I think Absolutely. you're a great uh, influence and a comic. I think you're Hell's awesome. It. Thank you. Thank you. I'm all right when I when I practice. Yeah. I, no, no, no. Like I like it when you don't practice. You, you crush it. You just <laughs> have great stories, period. Thank you. You guys are it's really, you guys are very sweet, and I consider you all close friends as well. Um, well, likewise. Well, thank, thank you, Paula. <laughs> Even though I'm the baby out of the thank group. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule, shortest. too, to thank meet you, with us. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you must be worked, like, to death. Apologies to the listeners for the background noise. We're shooting in Todd's all day, place. And then now you got off work, and now here you are doing what you... You know, it's oh, we're just, just talking. talking. We're just yeah. telling stories. Yeah, we would yeah, be doing okay. that with microphones or not. Okay, well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Most deaf. Most and deaf. as always, well, not as always. This is this is, this is our new tagline, I guess. Get yourself spayed or neutered to help control the people <laughs> population. R.I.P. Bob Barker. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Celebration. Woo, Celebration. Celebration. That was fun, guys.